Ogumbawale for the win. Welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. Reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. And make sure you are listening to every one of our shows. Gabe Ibrahim, Amy Audebert, the great Erica Ayala. There is no stone left unturned when it comes to women's basketball. Today's broadcast brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar the best tasting protein bar ever. You don't want to believe me? Don't believe me. Listen to my mom. My mom won't stop going on about the energy it gives to her when she does her workouts. German chocolate cake bar. You name it. I'm just getting messages from her every day. I'm in the middle of my work day. Oh my God, coconut almond. Gets excited about that. Tell the people, she's told me. So I'm telling you, Built Bar, healthy, full of energy, and there's a promo code that you get by virtue of listening to Lockdown Women's Basketball. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. Tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. Why? Well, I, I have an interesting conversation I shared with Kathleen Doyle, the point guard for the Indiana Fever. We talked some fever. We talked some Iowa basketball. Iowa is just, every year they're good. They got a senior point guard in Doyle. They got a freshman point guard in Caitlin Clark. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You got Monica Cesano in the middle. You got Megan Gustafson in the middle. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> Lisa Bluter's team, top 10 in offense. Year after year after year. So we get into that a little bit, but before we get to that point, let's just chat, if we could, a little bit about WNBA free agency and what we already know, and it has been an extraordinary week, a busy week of seismic changes, and we're not even done. Los Angeles Sparks broke up. Broke up. Team that went to and won WNBA championships in 2016-2017 are no more. Neck is still there, Neko Gulmake. But we see Chelsea Gray, as I reported over at the next, is on to Las Vegas. A great fit for Las Vegas, who has needed a point guard, and Lord knows Chelsea Gray qualifies and then some with all that she's able to do. And Candace Parker to Chicago. The last piece in the puzzle for James Wade, whose team has been excellent offensively, needed a defensive rim protector and leadership. You get all of that in Candace Parker, who's going to be in that conversation for the best there ever was by the time it's all said and done. Won a championship in college, won one in the pros, may go home and win another one in a league where she was Rookie of the Year and MVP, at the same time, Defensive Player of the Year, a different year. Led the lead in assist percentage. A big, led the lead in assist percentage, a different year. A block percentage, a different year. Always one of the best rebounders in the league. Candace Parker, 
coming off of a peak level year last year. Somewhere there is a painting in the attic of Candace Parker not getting a rebound. There's your Dorian Gray analogy for the week. But Candace Parker to Chicago, big deal. Minnesota, adding Taylor McBride. If you look at Minnesota, and I was talking to a WNBA talent evaluator prior to the craziness beginning. What do they need? You got Sill coming back. Sylvia Fowles, the great center. Arguably the best five there ever was. You've got the rookie of the year in Crystal Dangerfield at the point. You've got a top 10, I said it, top 10 WNBA player in Nafisa Collier at the power forward spot at the small forward spot, wherever you want to put her, because she's super versatile. You got Demiris Dantes, a stretch four in the mode that everybody needs. What did they need? An all-star level shooting guard who is essentially going to be able to function as a one, two, or three option in your offense based on the night, and somebody who could be a lockdown defender against some of your bigger guard-win combos. Well, that's what Kayla McBride is. That's what Kayla McBride has done everywhere she's been. Notre Dame, San Antonio, went with the team to Las Vegas, did it there. Did what she's asked. Every time out, as fierce a competitor as you're going to find, super skilled, still very much in her prime, Cheryl Reeve got a good one. And she added Natalie Achanwa to give you another look in a front court that's just going to wear people down. That's before we even get into people like Bridget Carlton, who are tremendously talented, can do a lot of different things. Jessica Shepard's back from injury. Lexi Brown gets steals and bunches out of the backcourt. Odyssey Sims can score at will. I know the Minnesota window was supposed to be over, but the new one is starting, people. Just be ready for it. As for the Indiana Fever, we're still figuring out what they're doing. That's the other fun part of this. Indiana's going to be signing some people. Indiana's got the room. Indiana's got a 4-5 in Lauren Cox and Tierra McCowan, who are super talented, who played 28 minutes together. 28 minutes together last year. They were excellent. Excellent 28 minutes. But that's what that team is built around, and we have no idea what they look like together. Not really. This is a huge, huge year for Indiana. be very curious to see what they do. I don't think New York's done. That Nigel Laney is a huge debt. You bring in a Rutgers kid who can shoot more than 40% from three. You do that every day of the week and twice on Sundays. New York's got plenty of room, too, though. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens next. I'm going to post this right away, you guys, because the news is just getting started. But first, take a listen. I joined a few other people. We talked to Kathleen Doyle, who is delightful. University of Iowa, Indiana Fever. This is Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm Howard McDowell. Buckle up. Will you fire away with questions for Kathleen? Mm. 
Ryan, can you give us permission to record real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, I will do that, yep. Good call. Hi, Jesse. Hello. I'll wait till everyone's recording. Sounds good. Back. <clears throat> good call on this act. Please forget Christina's good. I'll be. I think everybody should be good now. Well, thank you, first of all. Um, I guess when you look back at what you were able to do in year one, in a lot of ways, comfortable at a point guard position that uh, is a challenge and a lift for anyone, let alone a rookie, um, to do it in the conditions that you did as well. I'm wondering what you feel like was your biggest win out of that and then your biggest takeaway for what you're looking to bring into year two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just grateful that I was a part of the team and had an opportunity to learn from a great point guard like Julie Allman. She's one of my good friends, and she had a great rookie season, and it was really fun to play against her in practice and watch her do her thing on the court. And I learned a lot from her, um, and I'm just looking forward to trying to take that step into next year and um, play a bigger role on the team. And I just related to that. This team has a lot of young is under recontract still. Do you feel like a regular full-scale training camp and lead up to a season make a dramatic difference, especially obviously being able to do it in you know a new facility like this? Yes, definitely. I mean, I think that there's just so much room for us to grow, and we have so many young players on our team that experience is just going to help us grow. Um, and I think we have a lot of really great potential, and it's going to be exciting. We have an amazing new facility. Salesforce, Salesforce Court has just been phenomenal so far in Baker's life, and uh, just thanks to Pacer Sports and Entertainment and the Fever for that new locker room. We've got a great setup, a lot of great people in our locker room, and I'm just excited for you, too. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Howard. Uh, Pat? <clears throat> Hey, Kathleen, hope you're doing well. Well, we talked with Lauren last week, and she just kind of made the comment that, um, you know, she had so many obstacles in a rookie year that she never really felt like people got to see who she was in a rookie season. And you didn't have to go through some of those challenges, but you did in others. No training camp, you know, the horrible, unique um, bubble and, and everything that went uh, involved with COVID. Because of that, maybe some of that is true for you as well. And if so, are you trying to prove that in year two? Right, I think I can relate to that a little bit, and I think that hopefully if everything's normal, that we can have normal practice schedules. Just because we were playing so many games, the practice load had to be lighter so people didn't just die out throughout the season. So I think especially me, I could benefit from competitive practices, and I'm really looking forward to those opportunities, not just in-game to grow, but also to, like, every day come to the gym and play against these great players and play competitive basketball me grow a lot and gain a lot of confidence when I do go into the game. Are you able to keep in touch with Julie at all, or is that too hard right now? Yeah, keep in touch with Julie here, there, and here and there. It's just it's hard overseas with the time difference and things like that. But we definitely check in with each other. Uh, Zach, anything? Yeah, I guess let me start just by asking, how was your experience last night calling your first game? It was stressful, <laughs> but all the people at the Big Ten Network, they were just so nice and welcoming, and they made me feel really comfortable and confident going into the game. 
they let me do a little practice run with the play-by-play guy that I was doing it with, Matt Schumacher, and that definitely helped me calm the nerves a little bit. But I walked out of there with a headache. I was trying to focus so hard and just wanted to do well for him. So I was just really grateful for that opportunity, and hopefully I'll get to do it again soon. Uh, Howard, do you have another one? I do. I, it's a, actually Iowa-specific. I'm, I'm hoping Monica Sedano is having such a great junior year. It seems like she's taking her game to another level. Uh, obviously, you're somewhat on the inside still to be able to see. Like, what are you seeing as far as, like, her next step and how she's managed to do that? Yeah, I think she's just made phenomenal strides. I don't think that she gets the credit that she really deserves. She played – Megan Gustafson was a senior when she was a freshman. So she was going against Megan every day in practice, just having to grind that out. And she just handled it really well, worked really hard every day in practice, and it paid off. Like, her percentages are almost just as crazy, if not crazier, than Megan's. Um, and she's just, like, such a workhorse, and I really admire that about her. Like, she comes in every day to practice and gets after it. And I think Coach Jan Jensen, for us, just, like, does a phenomenal job with those posts. Um, I saw a tweet earlier today that somebody was calling Coach Jay the, uh, the big whisperer, and I kind of agree with that statement. <laughs> Can I just follow on that? Because, yes, um, you've got uh, a real continuity from when Meg was there, right? You also have a real continuity in terms of overall production when you're running the show, when Caitlin's running the show. You guys are obviously, like, very different players who excel in different ways, but you guys are consistently top ten in terms of offensive efficiency year after year. Um, you know, what? I, I guess the bigger question is, like, what's the secret? How does that happen? I think our coaching staff at Iowa is, like, one of the best in the country. I loved playing for them. And um, they just – they have a great they have great minds for the game. They do a really good job of recruiting great players, but also people that will fit into their system. And they put their players in positions where they're going to be successful. And that showed in my four years, and it continues to show. So um, I think just the coaching staff, they, they know what they're doing. They've been around for a while. It's doing it together. And I think that chemistry – that definitely helps. I appreciate it. Thanks, Howard. Uh, Zach, you have another one? Yeah, Kathleen, I guess we've, we've kind of talked about it, but just what are you most looking forward to in year two? Just more professional basketball, honestly. Like, that might sound cheesy, but I'm just, like, so grateful to be a part of this league, and I'm just going to keep working and trying to expand my game to help us win, and that's honestly the goal. Um It'll hopefully be somewhat more of a normal season than it was last year, and I'm really excited for that experience. Obviously, my rookie year wasn't a typical season, so it'll be really fun to see what a more normal season will look like. Um, but really, I'm just excited to get all my teammates back in the gym and uh, get to work. Uh, Pat, got another one. Yeah, along those lines, maybe you don't have any way else, so maybe there's no way to compare or contrast, but it's just seemingly so odd as a, as a rookie. You haven't had the chance to play at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. You haven't had the chance to um, really get to meet any of the fans in person. How much are you missing that aspect of this experience, and how much are you looking forward to hopefully having a, a more normal 2021? It definitely wasn't a normal rookie experience, so I guess you could say I'm a little bit of a rookie this season, too, with all the new experiences that will be coming my way, but I'm really excited about that. That's something, having great fans is something that I'm used to from Iowa, and I'm really excited to meet all the Fever fans, um, and I know that they're going to show up for us, so it'll be really fun, hopefully playing in big groups life, and then 
just getting to meet everybody, like you said. That'll be really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Kathleen, I'm just going to give one here, too, that I think you are the last player on the Fever team that's played a game in Banker's Life because of everything that's happened. Um, you remember about that last, I know it's probably not as great of a memory as it was your junior year, but what do you remember about the last time playing in Banker's Life? Yeah, obviously the game didn't go exactly how I wanted it to, but I do have a lot of awesome memories in Banker's Life with Iowa and that's one of the reasons I was so excited when the Fever drafted me. I was like, can't wait to play Baker's Life again. It's just such a great facility, great arena to play in. It always was amazing during the Big Ten tournament to get to play there, and uh, just looking forward to hopefully doing that soon. All right. Anybody have anything else? All right. Wonderful. Thank you, Kathleen. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, everybody else are getting on the call. Howard, go Expos, and uh, thanks for being on the call. Thank you both very much. All right. See you again.